This newsletter was published on the 15th of September. The prompt is read by me, Annabelle Lee, and the reply was written and is being read by Zara McDonald. Dilemma. Hi guys, I've been having a bit of a tough time recently. I was let go from my job because the company I worked for did a big restructure. And then my fiance, been together for five years, engaged for eight months, broke up with me. I have felt every emotion I think there is to feel. Devastation, anger, fear, shame, and loneliness. I feel like I'm terrible company to be around, but I don't want to be terrible company to be around. You see, two of my best friends are getting married in the next few months, and I am dreading being a part of their celebrations. I feel so angry that they get to enjoy the events like their hen's parties and their weddings that I was meant to be planning for myself. I don't know how to be dignified about it. How do you swallow sadness and jealousy? How do I make sure I can be fully present in their days and actually happy for them as they walk down the aisle? I really want to be there for them and bask in their joy, but I feel at a total loss as to how. I was lying in bed with my partner last week when, as he started dozing off, I interrupted him by telling him I couldn't stop thinking about smashing plates. Big plates, I explained, all over our balcony. I wanted to raise them above my head and smash them against the ground. I wanted to throw them against the walls across our chairs over the table. I'd been having these visions for the better part of a month, but they'd been intensifying in the week or so prior. I felt awash with rage. It kept rising in my chest mostly as I scrolled through social media. My heart rate would skyrocket, my hands would start shaking, and I felt overcome with this deeply uncomfortable form of restlessness. Nothing could settle it. The plates, I thought, would. The last month has been average. My dad has been terrifyingly unwell in the ICU. My partner lost a family member. Amidst it all, he turned 30, we cancelled his party, and because of all of it, I didn't get on a flight to London as I'd planned for a trip we'd been thinking about and working on since November last year. The natural and obvious caveat here is that things can absolutely always be worse, but they also still felt bad. And after a month of lousy news, the badness of it all was making me ugly. I remember hearing once that oftentimes the early days of traumatic events are the most straightforward to move through. Your body kicks into gear and you evaluate where to channel your focus and do. If you're lucky, people surround you, the novelty of the terrible spectacle, an easy catalyst for their support. And then time keeps moving. The bad thing isn't fresh anymore. Adrenaline fades and you're left with a new reality. And so the plates. I think of them often as I watched other people live their lives. I felt rage about the stuff I was missing out on, how happy people seemed, and that stress was unrelenting. I also didn't just think of plates. I thought too of lashing out. I imagined various ways I could project my madness and therefore badness onto other people. An ugly part of me felt bitter observing the joy of others. The ugliest part of me wanted to rip it from them. So consider this a very long way of saying, I think I get it. And I am really sorry this is happening to you. I've always had a stupefying amount of respect for people who can maintain dignity as their world crumbles. Like you, I've been thinking a lot about it in the last few weeks, wondering if we put an unhealthy emphasis on being easy to be around when we actually feel like shit, or on censoring the truth of how we feel to protect the peace of others. Here's where I've settled, though. We respect dignity so much because it's so tough to maintain. And despite so desperately wanting to do the opposite, I wholeheartedly believe that not pouring your pain onto every path you cross is the most generous way to move through the world. Don't be mistaken. Being dignified doesn't mean ignoring your anger or bottling your feelings. It means picking the people who will act as your springboards. Who are the people you can confide in and who will help carry your sadness? Pick a handful. Ideally, one's a psychologist. Another thing I had to reckon with is that I would never be able to put on a face if I wasn't able to accept the whole truth of my reality. And the whole truth is that while things felt bad, not everything was bad. 
no matter what's going on, there will always be things, people and places that make a hard situation easier. In my case, I am grateful that I'm close to my three siblings and have a partner who helps keep me afloat. I feel lucky that my mum doesn't live far from the hospital, so her commute hasn't drained her. I feel indebted to the friends who have been relentless in their support and to Melbourne's recent blue skies that beamed sunshine on bleak days. More than anything, though, I think the key to all of this is being able to carry two conflicting truths at once. What you're going through is bad, and you deserve to feel bad, but we all, at some point, go through bad things. I don't say any of this to invalidate the bad feelings that overwhelm you, but to say that if you don't want your pain to bleed into your friend's happiest times, the stuff you'll have to work through won't be easy. In fact, it'll be desperately hard. It's likely people won't celebrate you for it either, because how can they give you credit for swallowing emotions you're ensuring they never knew you had? But consider it an investment in your future feelings. If you're able to give your friends the day you think they deserve, you will always look back and be proud of yourself. You don't owe the people around you perfect company all the time. I mean, how many of us can promise that even when things feel good? But I do think you owe your friends the illusion of joy on the most important days of their lives. After all, one day, you'll be having your big, exciting, life-changing days and all you want to feel is total, unbridled, uncomplicated joy. You deserve that, just like they do right now. I hope you feel better soon. Hello, guys. Mish here. I am the co-founder of Shameless Media. Thank you so much for giving us your ears and your mind and your time. We're so grateful. If you enjoy the stuff that we produce, may I recommend our brand new podcast, Style-ish. Style-ish, if you want to say it quickly. Style-ish, if you want to take the long way through. It is our podcast for all things fashion, brand, business, and beauty. If that is in your wheelhouse. If you care about style content, you will love this show. It is, of course, more than just a show as well. It is a newsletter. It is an Instagram feed. It is a TikTok account. There is so much good stuff going out on Stylish every single day starting now. So in your favorite app, search for Style-ish. Give it a listen. Give it a follow. We are an independent media company and we would be so, so grateful for all your support. That's all for me, guys. Check out Stylish and have a good one.